0: We're going to start in uh, Daniel chapter 6, uh, verse 7 through 28. I'll give you a second here to turn there. This is probably a very familiar passage of Scripture to everybody. Um, This is a story that was told to us when we were kids, but we're going to see if we can use it in today's world. Starting with verse 7, Daniel chapter 6, verse 7. All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators and satraps, the counselors and advisors, Have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for thirty days, except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed, according to the law of Medes and Persians, which does not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. Now, when Daniel knew, That the writing was signed, he went home, and in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day, and prayed, and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. Then these men assembled, and found Daniel praying, and making supplication before his God. And they went before the king, and spoke concerning the king's decree Have you not signed a decree that every man who petitions any God, or a man within thirty days, except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. The king answered and said, The thing is true, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. So they answered and said before the king, That Daniel, who is one of the captives from Judah, does not show due regard for you, O king, or for the decree that you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. And the king, when he heard these words was greatly displeased with himself, and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men approached the king and said to the king, No, O king, that is the law of the Medes and Persians, that no decree or statute which the king establishes may be changed. So the king gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring, and with the signets of his lords, that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. Now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting, and no musicians were brought before him, Also his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions, and when he came to the den, he cried with a lamenting voice to Daniel, the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den so Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no injury whatever was found on him, because he believed in his God. And the king gave the command, and they brought those men who had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives. And the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces before they ever came to the bottom of the den. Then King Darius wrote, To all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I make, de- I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. This is the part I really want you guys to pay attention to. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues, and he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of the, uh, Cyrus the Persian. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you, Lord, for meeting with us today. Lord, I ask you, Lord, just to anoint my lips. The word that's brought forth, let it be of you. It's not of me, it's of you, God. Let someone here be touched by it, Lord, realizing that you know, they can get their independence through you, Lord. Not by, through themselves, but through you, God. Now, Lord, we bless this, the service, Lord. The hearts here that may be broken, Lord, uh, under depression, uh, sickness, Lord, confusion, Lord. We know, Lord, you're able to break all those chains, Lord, and have them receive the independence in you. Heavenly Father, we ask this all in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Okay. We asked a long scripture, so I'm I'm a little bit winded, but (laughs) anyway. um, We'll give you some background on Daniel and the time that he was in. Um, this was around 605 B.C., and the Babylonians had conquered Israel. One of the men, and they, they took some captives, and one of the men was uh, Daniel. Um, he was an elderly man. I think he was about 80 years old at this time. And so he wasn't young, so he'd been around the block. He was a very wise man. In fact, the, known in the community, Daniel was an administrator. He is very honest and hardworking, you know, in fact, to the point that all the other officials were jealous of him. They couldn't find any fault with him. Who does that sound like? Jesus. If you look at the story of Daniel, it mimics a lot. Actually, it foretells the coming of the Messiah. You know, when uh, Daniel was brought forth before King Darius, they couldn't find any ought, so they, the, the only thing they could bring against him was, Hey, King Darius, you had that decree that no one should pray for for any other God except you. Well, Daniel stayed steadfast in his belief and prayed God every day. So they used that against him, and they threw him in the lion's den. Same way when Jesus was brought before Pontius Pilate. They couldn't find anything wrong with him. So they sentenced him to death. So this was back, you know, they were very legalistic in these days. They're under the law. You had a list of do's and don'ts. I think there was 600 and some, but... You couldn't get out of line. If you did, you'd, you'd be in some very bad trouble. Uh, thank God we don't live under the law anymore. Amen? So as they brought, you know, they brought this before King Darius, he said, okay, I know I wrote the decree. I guess bring him before me. So when they brought Daniel to him, the, the king said, you know, Daniel, I know I'm we'll have to throw you in the lines then, but God's going to be with you, you know, thank God. Just like our lives. Well, we're going to be thrown into a lion's den, and we're going to talk about how we get into a lion's den. That's really what I want to get across today. I think that's the Lord's wanting to tell you about your independence in him. We all get stuck in our den of lions. You know, they can be some kind of, you know, anger, you know, unforgiveness, selfishness, and you always wonder why you don't move on with God. Why doesn't God answer your prayers? Well, let's look what Daniel did. When Daniel was thrown into the den of lions, what did he do? He prayed. He knew God was with him. He knew God would not forsake him at all. Daniel could have just said, oh, woe is me, you know, and give up. But he knew God was in control. Once you realize God is in control, your life will be changed. You will have independence. You won't have to be stuck to that albatross around your neck, the yoke. God wants to take that away from you. We're going to look at that. One of the things that maybe, you know, today cause us to be caught in our lion's den is complacency. You wonder why you don't ever move in God. You feel like, well, I'm saved. I'm, I'm in a good place. I don't need to do any more. You know, I'm good. God, just, I'm, I'm, I'm in my own little world. I'm good. Well, the Bible says in Proverbs ten four, Poor is he who works with a negligent hand, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Whether it's What he's saying there is, if, you know, if you're going to sit there and not do anything, move out of the way. I'm going to get somebody that's going to. Come on. Come on, you guys. Zephaniah 1.12 says, It will come about that time that I will search Jerusalem with lamps, and I will punish the men who are stagnant in spirit. Are you stagnant in spirit? Who say in their hearts, the Lord will not do good or evil. So God's saying there is, if you're stagnant, you're just saying, well, God is just here. He can't do any good. I, he's here. I, I'm, I'm good. I don't need to move any farther, closer to him. I'm here. You need to, you need to move past your complacency because that can cause you to be in your lion's dead. You can be left behind in doing things for God. God wants to use each and every one of you. But if you sit there, excuse my expression, if you sit on your hands, on your, your, rear, your <laughs> rear end on your hands, God, God bless you. God wants to use you. God wants to see you move in your life. He doesn't want you to be stuck in that lion's den to where, oh, no, I don't know what I can do, God. Uh, I, I'm just... No, God wants to give you strength, but he wants you to pursue him. In prayer, you know, in your life, don't just talk the talk, walk the walk. Complacency, a lot of, people, a lot of times you find people in complacency is they come to church. As Brother Dean, we talk about this. They come to church, there a Sunday morning... 10 to 12, Wednesday night, 6.30 to 8 o'clock Christian. Other than that, God never enters that from their lips. Shame on them. God should be your foremost effort in your life. He should be the goal that you would want to achieve. So you can see how complacency can cause you to be in a lion's den. Maybe you have a prideful heart. Maybe you say, God, I don't need any more from you. Again, I'm good where I'm at. You know, I don't have to do any more for God. God, I don't need to help that person. They're beneath me. I'm a preacher. I just come and preach. I don't need to go out and serve the community. Sorry. That's against the word of God. You need to be going and serving the community. You need to be getting out of these church walls. That's what Light Our City is all about. And I'm glad pastor's doing this because I'm telling you what, some walls are being broken down. Isaiah 2.11 talks about the prideful heart. The eyes of the arrogant man will be humbled, and the pride of men brought low. The Lord alone will be exalted in that day. So if you're walking around with a prideful heart, I'm telling you, be ready, because God's going to break you down. He's going to take that pride, he's going to sit you down, and he's going to break you down to where you you have nowhere else to turn but him, and realizing he is the reason you're here. One of the other things that could cause you to be in the lion's den is unforgiveness. Ouch. How many of you ever here dealt with unforgiveness? Come on, let's see some hands. Let's be honest. We've all done it. We've all had people that, you know, have done stuff to us. You know, they've said, oh, bad things about us. Oh, they've said bad things about my family. You know, they've hurt me. It would be church family, you know, uh, regular family, you know, friends. I'm sorry. No matter what they've done to you, you need to forgive. Because I'm telling you what, if you have one little ounce of unforgiveness in your life... Guess who's going to use it against you? The devil. The devil will use that one little instance of unforgiveness. He will drive that wedge to you deeper and deeper to where you, can, you have no vision of the Lord at all in your life. Ephesians 4.32 says, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Even though you call yourself a Christian, you are a sinner. God went to the cross and died for you just like he did for me. He loves you. He forgives your sins. Why can't you forgive somebody else when they have aught against you? Come on now. If I don't hear you guys saying amen, I know some of you. You're either falling asleep or you're not getting this. I'm telling you, God has a word for somebody here tonight. Somebody's stuck in a lion's den, and they need their independence. And the only way you're going to get your independence is through God. It's not through money. It's not through man. It's not... It's not through anything but the Lord. So you need to get this. Another thing that could keep you in your lines den is gossip. Ouch, does that exist in church? Probably church more than anywhere, right? It may start out the truth, but by the time it gets around back to you, it's totally different. That's what gossip does. And the, the, the Word of God speaks uh, specifically against it. In Leviticus 19.16, it says, You shall not go up and down as a dispenser of gossip and scandal among your people. Nor shall you secure yourself by false testimony, or by silence, and endanger the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. So God is speaking specifically about gossip, and I, and we used to say, well, it happens just in the, you know with the women in the church. No, it's men too. I'm telling you right now. So ladies, you're not. I'm not just pointing you out. Us men do it too. You know, so and so. Did you hear what they said? You know, so and so. This, so and so. That. That to me is. I think gossip happened. When we're talking about here, Daniel. Those other administrators and officials, they all started gossiping about Daniel. Couldn't find anything wrong. What, can, what do you know about him? What can you find about him? I don't know. Come on, let's, we got to find something. We've got to dig something up. So they started just a little bit, and then they got more and more people involved. With the fact one guy says, well, let's just use his faith against him. Well, we know that didn't work out. Another thing that could cause you being a lion's den is selfishness. I look out for number one and number one only me. I don't care about anybody else. They don't care about me. I take and take. I never give anything to God or anyone else. All my time is taken up, and I have no time for God. That's selfish. God, you know, I I don't have time to go help the church, you know, help teach. Uh, I I just got so much going on. God, I've got my kids' sports. You know, my wife wants me to do this yard work. I got to go home, do the dishes. God's not asking you to hear all your complaints. He's wanting to hear you say, God, I'm a willing vessel, and I want to be used by you. Not all your woes and all about you being selfish. He wants you to give your heart to him, your life to him. It's not about you. It's about him. You know, until you get that into your life, You are going to be stuck in the lion's den. You aren't going to get out. You aren't going to have your independence. You have to realize that God needs to be first in your life, in everything that you do. You wonder why you're stuck in debt? You're stuck in your health? You say, God, you know, I I just, I don't know why I'm here. Lord, why aren't you with me? Did you ever take a self-check of where your life is at? Did you ever say, God... I need to put you first. God, I need to make some time for you. It's a shame when we have to make time for God. God should already be the first thing in our lives. A lot of people don't even open their Bible except on Sunday mornings. Ouch. Is that the truth? Come on, you wonder why people, come on, you guys have got to get this. I'm telling you, God is wanting to speak to somebody here. They're stuck in their den and they can't get out. God says you need to give up everything in your life and give it to me. Once you do, I will remove all that albatross around your neck. You will be freed. You will be get your independence. Just like Daniel. Daniel could have said, woe is me, God. Why are you doing this to me? But he didn't. What did he do? He gave God praise. He said, God, I'm going to persevere on. And at the end, guess what happened? He did persevere. And God got vict- the victory on it. Because those same men that tried to get Daniel killed, they threw him in the lines. and said, ha, ha, Daniel. We got you. Uh-uh. Guess who had the last word? God did. And God will have the last word in your life, either good or bad. The decision is yours. It's not that you have to be, I don't know, Brother Bill, if you want to say giving, you know, of, of just, just the partial things. You need to give everything. God, God said, I want all of you. I don't want part of you. I want all of you. And that, that, that's, your, that's your money. Money's not first. I just happened to it just come in my mind. First, your heart needs to be for him. You need to put things in order. Because when things are out of order, guess what? Your life is going to be totally, it's going to be in a bad place. I don't want to say the bad place, but it's going to be in a bad place until you get your life in order. You know, you wonder why you're always stuck in depression, God can break any, any spirit of depression, I'm telling you right now. If you truly give your heart to God, God can break that spirit of depression. There's somebody here dealing with depression. Finances. Have you ever considered giving your, your finances to God? You know, the government takes, what, 30, 40, sometimes 50%? God's all He's asking is for 10%. If you're stuck in your finances, you can't move somewhere, why don't you give a little bit more than 10%. God will bless you, I'm telling you. I'm a prime example of it. God will honor you, it's in His Word but you have to apply it. You can't just read it. You can't just say, well, God, you said you'd be there for me. God is there for you, but you have to be there for him too. It's a two-way street. Another thing that could uh, keep you in your lines, Dan, is past sins. Like I said before, we were all sinners. And what thing does the devil like to remind you most of? Your past sins. And if you let that bother you, if you let that, be the wall between you and God, you'll never get out of your lion's den. You never will receive your independence. Because again, the devil, once he gets it, you give him an inch, he'll take a foot. If you give him a foot, he'll take a yard. You give him a yard, he'll take a mile. We could go on and on, but you get the point. You give the devil a little bit of part of your life, he will use that. That's the only part of your life he has. He will use that till it totally your succumbed to it. And you'll look back and say, God, oh, how did I get here? that's what happened to me. The devil used a little part of my life, and he used it, used it to the point where I was I was gone. I was leaving my family. I was, I was I was, gone. I told people I was leaving. But God woke me up in a dream, and I might as well share this. I'm glad my wife's here because I, I don't know if she remembers this or not. There's only a few people that know this, Brother Dean. Um, I was in bed, and I had not been living right, and, you know, I was just trying to Ride defense, well, you can't ride defense with God. And uh, he in a dream, I was in a grave. I was six feet in the grave, and I was laying there, and I'm telling you what folks, this was real. They were starting to throw their dirt on me. I'm looking up, and there's my wife and my kids looking at them and say, "Daddy, why? Honey, why? We love you. Come back to us." God woke me up. They said, "Now, make a decision." It's me or this. So I'm telling you right now, you need to make a decision. You need to get out of your lion's den. You need to get with God. God needs to be first. Come on, folks, get this. God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And he meant it. Question is, do we ever leave or forsake God? Many times we do. If you feel like, again, like you're in your low place... You fall alone, maybe you feel like no one cares, do whatever, God isn't listening, so I say, oh, well. Well, we again, like I said before, we need to do what Daniel did, be consistent with our prayers. Just because you're serving God and you're a Christian doesn't mean you're going to go through hardship. In fact, you'll probably go through more hardship because the devil knows that God's got you. And devil wants to get you back. He wants you to, to go to hell. I mean, let's, let's be real here, guys. There is a heaven and there is a hell. It's real. You have a choice. Well. You're going to go one place or the other. So now, while you're stuck in that lion's den, why don't you give God praise? Whatever it is, let it be your finances. Let it be your health. Let it be your relationships that are broken. God says, give me, give me praise in the middle of the storm. God said, you know, if you want me, give me all of you not just part of you. You have to give me all of you. There's somebody here that, you know, they want the Lord to move in their life, but they're not willing to give up that certain part of their life. Let it be their finances. Let it be their relationship. I'm telling you, if you don't have God, and if it's not given to God, it's not going to work. It's going to fall. Your lion's den doesn't have to be your end. Did Daniel let it be his end? No, he didn't. The, you know, at dawn, he ran to the lion's den, and, uh, King Darius, and asked Daniel if his God had protected him. Daniel replied in verse 22, My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths. Are you stuck in your lion's den? Are the lions surrounding you ready to devour you? God said he would never leave you nor forsake you. He will shut those lions' mouths, but you have to give it up to him. So that they have not hurt me, God will protect you. God will not put on you what more you can bear. I'm telling you. There's a lot of people in this room that went through a lot of stuff, and they they can give prime examples. My dad's one of them. You can bear, God will not put on more than what you can bear. But again, your life has to be in order. You need to have your heart with God. Because I was found innocent before him, and also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. So no matter, even the king, he could have cursed the king. The king put him in there. He could say, King, I wish you to die. No, he did nothing against the king. His eyes were focused on God. They weren't focused on the man. Daniel had the power, I believe, to call on the Lord and say, Lord, take all these people out. But he didn't. He stayed fervent in his prayer, say, God, you're going to be exaltedness after this is over. Scripture says the king was overjoyed. Daniel was brought out and unharmed. So Daniel was brought out of his lines then, and God was glorified. As it stated in verse 26, this is King Darius talking, for he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which cannot be destroyed, and his dominion shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues. How many people here has been delivered? How many people here has been rescued? So no matter what you're going through, the Word of God says he will deliver you and rescue you. But the key is you have to have your heart to him. It can't be just when you want it. It needs to be all the time. Again, I keep referring to Brother Dean because, you know, we're in volunteers on Tuesday nights, and we have in some pretty deep discussions One of the most common things is the guys uh, and the volunteers have a hard time understanding, why doesn't God move in my life? Well, they're always asking, why me, why me? They're never saying, God, what about you? You know, in a good relationship, it's a two-way street. Your marriage needs to be a two-way street. The relationship, anything you have with your family, mother or father, needs to be a two-way street. It can't just be one way, always receiving and never giving. And he works signs and wonders. Is he still working signs and wonders? Dad, is he still working signs and wonders? Yes, he is. Come on now. In heaven and on earth, who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? So again, this is the King Darius. He's proclaiming that God has delivered Daniel. We need to proclaim God will deliver us. No matter where you're at, what's going on, you can have your independence. Like I said before, this is, uh, if you look at the life of Daniel, it it foresees the coming of the Messiah, the coming of Jesus. And one thing I want to point out is, one of the common things is, they were both put into a tomb. There was a stone put in front of the tomb when Daniel, I believe it's in verse 17, I think King Darius the signet ring, others. But but Jesus also was put in a a tomb, too. He was in his lion's den. But guess what? He rose again. So you can see how the God living on, uh, Jesus on this earth, when he was crucified, put into his tomb, his lion's den, how he he created his independence. You know, the title of the message is Independence Day and God. Your independence has already been paid. When Jesus died on the cross, he paid the price for your freedom. From that point on, you no longer have to live under the law or in your lion's den. You have grace. You have connection with the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for your sins and my sins. We need to use that. We don't have to live underneath the list of do's and don'ts. We're not legalistic anymore. God said, I want you. I want all of you. He made a way for you and I to be with him. Why not let today be your Independence Day in God? Will you declare it? God's speaking to somebody right now. They have something going on in their life. They have that lion's den. They're stuck. They can't get out. They're crying, God, I'm here. Where are you at? Don't you hear me? God says, yes, I hear you. But are you looking towards me? Is your heart looking towards me? So where are you at today in your lion's den? Because we all have them. Are we going to be like Daniel and just persevere and give God praise and pray? Or are we going to give in to our lion's den, do the woe is me, keep doing the same things, causing us not to have our independence from God?